Welcome back to Country Conversations. My name is Joey, and as always, I'm joined by... Hey man, it's Chris here tonight. What's what's going on tonight, Joey? Not much, man. We've got a super special guest on tonight, guys, Mr. Riley Keegan. How you doing, Riley? Man, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on here, and uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, man, we're super stoked that you're able to make the time to sit down and chat with us here about kind of your musical journey so far and some upcoming stuff that you've got coming out, so thank you. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. For sure. Well, first, man, I just kind of want to get started off. I know you've got like a super inspirational story kind of about your upbringing. Do you care to like give us some insight on what your upbringing was like and just kind of what led you to get into music? Yeah, man. Um, so I was a, I was adopted when I was four days old. My birth mom had me when she was in prison, and she, man, it, it's really I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward because she I met her like four years ago, and oh, wow. she was just like an amazing woman, and she became like a good friend to me, and it was crazy because we looked just like each other, but. But reversing back to that time, I mean, she made the good decision for me at the time, this kind of selfless, selfless decision to give me up for adoption and give me a better life. And, man, that's kind of what it was. It was like I was adopted into this awesome family who loved me and loved my brother. And my brother's adopted, too. He's from a different family, but uh, he's adopted, too. And, dude, they were just awesome, like they got us involved in everything including music um i mean they got us our first my first piano was like they found this free piano in michigan so they drove eight hours in a minivan we drove eight hours in a minivan and drove it drove it back to our house which is hilarious but we learned how to play we learned how to play piano on this like out of tune piano, and it's it's still in my house, and it's a piece of crap, but that, that's how we learned how to how to play. That's awesome. And man, they were just they were just great, and man, we just we just grew up, and I didn't know it at the time, but dude, I just was so fortunate to have them. But that's kind of how I grew up, and I where, got involved up, in man? music. So it was it was uh, right outside since it was in Cincinnati technically it's like the suburbs of Cincinnati. Oh no way! And uh, what's that? I, I'm actually I'm like super close to Cincinnati myself. Well, no, you know what's super weird, dude, is like when I heard you all talk, mm-hmm. I was like, I think they're from Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Yeah. <laughs> I literally heard you. I I heard you talk, and I was like. That dude sounds like one of my best friends, Aaron Wilson, who's from Northern Kentucky. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, do you know where uh, Miami University is? Of course, I know where it is. Yeah, so I'm like in a small town, kind of close to there. I won't say it publicly, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk. After. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, man, that's. Uh, so yeah, we I totally get that, man. I was like. Gosh, these dudes did sound, kind of sound like where I'm from. That's awesome. So, <laughs> that's cool, man. That's awesome. Just the story of you know that your adopted family taking you in and your your birth mother being selfless and you know putting you into a great situation, and then they introduce you to music and that story about the piano is awesome. It's pr- crazy that you still have it, man. But the sentimental value behind that, I'm sure, is huge. Yeah, man. It's like every time I go back, like my dad's. Uh, a big Billy Joel fan, so he makes me play Piano Man on that thing. It's like so out of tune. It sounds terrible, dude. But it's like 
he makes me play piano man and he sings it he sings it out of tune it's like it's kind of our family thing but it's yeah man i'm just like an ohio guy then i moved to i moved uh to kentucky to play football in college nice and uh met my wife there and who was just a friend at the time and she introduced me to uh zach brown band and uh man i like i grew up on some like garth brooks and i mean dude jimmy buffett was kind of country <laughs> like, yeah I, some of that was a little country i mean like kenny chesney jimmy buffett pretty similar but um no man she introduced me to zach brown band and i was like i fell in love man like it was like colder weather and goodbye in her eyes sweet annie all that stuff and i was like i was smitten i was smitten with country music man and i got into everything else and it was like Chris Stapleton and Miranda Lambert and Eric Church and, you know, everybody, everybody, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you've been to Riverbend a few times to see some shows, right? Brother, have I ever. <laughs> have I ever. I went and saw Rascal Flats there. Nice. I bet I bet I guarantee we've been at the same shows. Uh, more, than, <laughs> more than likely, honestly, yeah. Because, God, I've been going there for... 10, 11 years now, it seems like. Yeah, dude. I saw. I think I saw John Mayer there. Nice. Um, yeah, Rascal Flats. I can't remember who else, but, I've, dude, I've been to plenty of shows there. <laughs> Have you seen Zach Brown live? I've opened for Zach. Oh, wow. Awesome. Tell us that story. <laughs> yeah, it was down in Florida at a festival. And, uh, dude, I was like, so it's really funny. We kind of, his most recent record uh, we share the same producer. So I did, I, I worked with this guy named Ryan Gore who has engineered, like sound engineered a bunch of big records. Like he, he's done Casey Musgraves records, Brothers Osborne. And he did uh, on this, this newest Zach Brown band record. And I was telling him, we were working on, on at the same time. And I was telling him like, dude, if they need an extra member, I'll quit my career. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> He's, they're always adding members. Yeah. Well, there's like 10 of them now. Oh, it's yeah, like ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, have you guys seen Zach Brown Band live? I have not seen them live just yet. Yeah, dude, they're, they're... I've seen them a bunch, yeah. They're, 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 they're awesome. killer, dude. They're, they're, they're best live. I mean, they're, they're really good live. I've heard, yeah. you know, I, I think Chris, I think you've even told me that actually. I've heard that from quite a few people, so I'll have to get to a show soon. Yeah, the those first three albums, that was about as good as it gets. I mean, so, so Zach has taken some detours in the last <laughs> four or five years, but, <laughs> but, brother, <laughs> he's taken some detours. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he's found he's found his way back with this with this last. I album, mean, but, but dude, uh, like <laughs> songs like you're right though, like songs like Highway Twenty Ride and like oh yeah. Free. All those one of my favorite free is a killer, killer, killer song. I love Natural Disaster. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Colder Weather, man. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hard to beat some of those early Zach Brown band songs. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I saw him at Riverbend. I'm surprised you weren't there, Jay. Man, you know I go to a ton of shows at Riverbend, but that is one I've not caught there yet. Yeah. It's just never worked out schedule wise with either jobs or life. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to go. But hopefully, I'll get to one here soon. Yeah. So Zach Brown, obviously, you're, it sounds like you're a pretty big fan. But who are some of your other like musical influences? I know you, you named a few that you kind of got into early on and everything. But who are some of the people that you look to as like inspirations for your music? 
Yeah, man. There's 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 a lot, but I mean, I can't I can't lie. Like, I think growing up on the Eagles was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, just like they're the Eagles are the Eagles. It's weird. Like the Eagles are like more country than a lot of country music today, and uh, it's it's a strange thing. But they also have like this musical sensibility that comes in like classic rock too so i think it was really they, they've been very influential for me but like i mean dude billy joel james taylor um it's hard to it's it's hard to beat james taylor i mean dude james taylor is more country than half the country today so it's like <laughs> he is yeah. I, yeah. I keep naming all these yeah that's that's awesome yeah but i'm like a big amos lee fan I'm a big Amos Lee fan. I'm a big Tyler Childers fan, Sturgill Simpson. All those guys like that kind of do their own thing. I'm just an, I'm inspired by those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I can feel that through your music that I've listened to anyway also, man, that you just kind of want to do your own thing and I think that's awesome. Dude, if I could sell something I didn't like, I'd be rich already. <laughs> Amen. Literally. <laughs> I've been listening to your music all week off and on, and, I mean, the instrumentation is very country, but your voice is very, like, 70s, 80s singer-songwriter. So it's a it's a unique combination that you don't hear very often. It's very, uh, it stands out for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Nashville, we call that a problem, which is... <laughs> Unfortunately, right? Jeez. It's like, well, it's like, you know... I mean, the truth is, is they say do something different. And then when you do something different, they're like, what do I do with that? Yeah. Which is fine, dude. At the end of the day, it's like, here's the thing. I'm going to make the music I want to make. And people are going to connect with it or they're not. And and that's mm -hmm. cool. Like, you know, I'm I'm here for the, for the people listening to the music. I'm like, I'm not here for the industry. And, right. and that's fine. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, it, it is what it is. It's like. You have a ton of music on Spotify. I mean, you have cranked out a lot of music that you have written. I mean, that's how do you start doing that? You moved to Nashville, what, four or five years ago? And you just hook up with people, meet people, and just you've met, you know, a couple of core group people that helped you. I mean, how does an independent artist move to Nashville and, and make as much music as you have made? Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, so. I man, I moved to Nashville and I started I started writing and I you're right, I did find like a core group of people that I really connected with and we just like man, it's funny, man. I've I've written with plenty of number one songwriters that we just didn't click. And it's funny how that works. It's like they can have success for a certain artist, but not for another artist and and that's fine but uh man for me it's like man i'm i'm an all or nothing person so when i kind of put my head into something put my heart into something like i go full go so i so for me man the, the problem has not been like getting more music it's like cutting it down to <laughs> yeah because because there's like i've got 350 songs in my catalog that i've written you know, so it's like in, in four years. And so 
Man, it's just, I don't know. That's the thing. But here's the, yeah. dude, one of the craziest things is this hit songwriter that I, I write with frequently told me, he said, uh, I, he said, I think I write one hit a year and four songs that are, that are recordable by other artists. And I was like, man, that's depressing. Cause we write like 200 times a year. <laughs> and, and he was like, I think I write one hit a year. And I was like, man, that you're not lying, but that's sad, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So but anyways, so I moved, yeah, moved there, started finding the people who kind of connected with me and what I wanted to say as an artist. And man, I, I, I told you I'm an all or nothing person. So I started like hustling and touring. I was doing like 150 to 200 shows a year touring and, uh, to pay for records and stuff like that, to pay for recording time. Because at the end of the day, it was like, you know, my passion is is music and to create the music. So I needed money to be able to do that. And that's what I did. And, dude, it was not easy. I mean, certainly not easy. Like, this is not like a success story without um, severe downs, you know? <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Um, it was, it wasn't always pretty. You can ask my wife about that. Sometimes I was at my, my lowest point. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you've pushed through, man, and you're, you're doing big things. So that's awesome. That's what it's about. Yeah, man. But circling, yeah, man. circling back to you, you know, moving to Nashville and everything, you've got a song on your upcoming EP, uh, Tale of Seven Cities. And it's called, uh, it's actually released, sorry, new to Nashville. Which uh -huh. I think that's an awesome song, man. There's a lot of really good lyrics in that. Did that come from like your actual experiences moving to Nashville? Because there's some lyrics in there about uh, the opening line: cardboard kitchen table, dinner in the dark. You're down to four strings on your hand-me-down guitar. Um, so did did that come from like your real life experiences or? Yeah, that's a literal true story. Man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we, my wife and I sold our our house in Lexington, Kentucky to move to Nashville and uh it was funny it, it was funny because like we had this dream and to do this or whatever but it was like I was sitting in my house in Lexington like weeping because I was I, I love Lexington I love the people there I love all that and, and I was trying to like write this song but my my guitar only had four strings on it <laughs> so so I like wrote it I wrote it down and I was like you know, I'm going to write this song about moving to Nashville and we didn't have anywhere to stay, you know, so we were on a mattress for a long time. So it was like, you know, it's just, it's part of it, dude, but it's like that a lot of my songs, man, are just like based on real, I just like writing about the real thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that's huge yeah. for your listeners too, because it's, Maybe not necessarily relatable, you know, not everybody's moved to Nashville chasing this dream, but the, it comes from your heart, and I think that a lot of people can resonate with real life, and I think that's an awesome part of what you do and the music that you've been putting out. Yeah, man, I think that's what's funny about it. It's like people, you know, I think one of the mistakes we make on Music Row sometimes is trying to make things too general. Mm -hmm. Like, if... It, like they want to make things so broad in the lyric that it 
relates to as many people as possible, but mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when you do that, you lose the relatability altogether because it's not real anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because you're, you're just targeting the biggest audience you can. Yeah, it's like you're targeting... It's it's just like any other business. It's not like, dude, what what connects all, all of us together is the human experience. And it's like, if you're not writing about that, if you're like trying to pander to something that you think people like nobody no human connects with that you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah that's yeah. definitely so you, i knew a little bit ago you mentioned that you opened up for zach brown uh who are some of the other artists that you may have opened up for or toured with since being in town yeah man so eric church thomas rett uh keith urban Brothers Osborne's one of my favorites I've opened for. They're fun. They're killer they're awesome. band live. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Drake Drake White, Shannon Doa, um, Marin Morris, Miranda. Oh, wow. A lot of people. But <laughs> yeah. uh That's awesome, man. That's great, man. But you know, <laughs> once again, once again, not with this this journey's not without its struggles. <laughs> right. No, I totally get that church man i bet that was an awesome experience getting to open up for eric dude he's a he's the best man <laughs> he's it's hard to beat eric church live like he's like probably the best live performer i've ever seen yeah i think we'll both yeah. agree with you on that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah dude he he knows what he's doing Man, the dude is just cranks it out three hour shows by himself. I was gonna say you're you're tired by the end of the night, but it's worth but it's worth it. So what are your guys' favorite Eric Church songs? Oh Man. gosh, what what do you think, Joey? I love Sinners Like Me. That's probably like one of my favorite songs. Okay, I cannot believe you said that. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Well, because I write with a guy who wrote that. Oh man. And and uh, his name's Casey Bethard. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he he wrote like Sinners Like Me, but he wrote. Uh, she loves me like Jesus does. Mm -hmm. He wrote uh, "Homeboy," and anyways, the the whole reason I'm telling you that, yeah, the whole reason that he wrote this song early on in my career with me called "Who I Want to Be." It's the title track of my this old EP I have. Mm -hmm. But he we we've written probably three or four times. But anyways, the whole point of me telling you this is the first time I ever wrote with him. Mm -hmm. It was my second co-write in Nashville. Don't ask how I got in a room with him. <laughs> and uh, and he, we were in the room for like 10 minutes. And he, uh, he liked this song title idea I had. He was like, man, I'm going to go get a snack. And he leaves. And he, come back, he comes back 30 minutes later and, and he, he had finished the song. Oh my gosh, <laughs> holy cow. And I was like, man, he's just, he was like flexing, you know? He was like doing that thing where he's like, I know this dude's new to Nashville. I'm going to flex a little bit. And he came in and wrote this. He, he had freaking finished this killer song. Oh my gosh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Second co write. Second co write. Man. I'm, I'm curious though, Chris, because you didn't answer the question. What, what is your favorite Eric Church song? I don't think you've ever told me. Oh man, I mean, that's loaded that's question. Really tough. Probably, 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 um, dark side or record year. I hate, I hate to go cliche on that, but hey, good song. It's not cliche. It's, so, it's just so it's good. What you like, man? It's yeah. all good. Record year's a killer song. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me. Like these boots has this memory oh, yeah. for me. 
these boots is just the it just like puts me back in this place in time and then uh what else i mean a lot of that stuff from carolina mm -hmm. and uh, ch uh the cheat what was his second one what was it called uh the second record that he put out i think it was cheat was it chief chief was third i think, chief, I think it was, was chief was third yeah. Yeah, I think centers uh, was first, right? yeah, centers was first. That's and, right. Uh, Carolina and then Chief. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, which Chief had all the hits. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Chief had all the hits, but but everybody like all the critics love Outsiders best. They do. Yeah, that isn't that crazy. And yeah, I know. Some of his best songs he does at the live show are off of the Outsiders anyway. I think. Dude, I don't think he's had a that the thing is is like I don't think he's missed as far as albums go. I don't think he's missed at all. Nah, especially he's, he's he just yeah. gets it. Yeah, dude, he's he just makes solid music and has done it for I mean, I guess it's almost two decades now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think oh six was when Sinners came out, if I'm not mistaken. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. It sounds yeah, right. right. Yeah, we're coming yeah. up on two decades of church, man. That's why that's hard to that's aging me. But I mean, bit. just like you guys said, I mean, Church writes very specific lyrics. He doesn't write broad strokes like, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it's they're very specific storytelling songs. Most of the stuff that, that Church writes, and yeah, yep. people love about him. Yeah, like the uh, New Orleans song. What's that one New Orleans uh, song he has? Knives of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah Knives. Of yeah, New dude, it's like yeah. You have to like really listen to that to get it. You got to listen to that one. Yeah. yeah which yeah. I love. And, I, you know, and you mentioned that, you know, you kind of do that with your music as far as like being super specific. And I think that's very similar to kind of what he does. Like Chris was saying, that's awesome. But yeah, man, I feel like people, I feel like people crave the real thing now because I mean, with social media, mm -hmm. with the way things are now, it's, it's kind of like you don't get. You don't get the real thing that much anymore. So if you can just be honest and specific and not, if you can not play the game in songwriting, yeah, like if that's one place you can do it, you can you can actually reach people. You can actually relate to people. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, back to your EP, Riley. I know you've you've dropped a couple songs off there, but do you have a release date for the the final project or? So the record drops on uh, June twenty fourth. Nice. And I'm really excited, man. I'm, I'm, I uh, feel like it's a an extension of who I am as an artist. I mean, like I'm a piano. I play piano and stuff, and I think there's like some of that on this, but it still doesn't drift too far from my kind of country music roots. And yeah. I, you know, similar, kind of similar to what Eric Church does. It's just like a slight evolution of who I am and from my yeah. previous stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. Walk us through the recording process and and where you recorded it and and what that kind of process was like. Dude, so this one I I did. Th there was this guy that was in my band for a number of year, a couple years, named Chad Judd, and uh, he became a good friend of mine. And uh, he started producing stuff, and and he, dude, he's like secretly the best guitar player i've ever seen in nashville like he's a monster just an absolute monster and uh so we started working on this together at his house so a lot of this recording stuff man it's like we did it in his house and he doesn't even have like a real studio that's what's funny it like in 
it sounds like a real record but it was like we did this in a house and it was like we had like two mics <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so it was it was it was fun to do because it was like really low it was kind of supposed to be lo-fi but it ended up sounding really good we we had this dude it's funny we've been talking about eric church but we used the same guy who mixes all of eric church's stuff to mix this and uh and I was like, oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good at this. So <laughs> anyways, yeah, so it was, it was really fun, man. And we just, we just did it basically all at his house. That's cool, man. That's an awesome story that you'll probably look back on down the road and be like, man, remember when we recorded that record in the house? Yeah, remember when we started from nothing? <laughs> That's yeah. so cool, though, man. So your EP, uh, Tale of Seven Cities, it's obviously you've got the New to Nashville track, uh, Send My Love to Lexington, which sounds like it's paying homage to your time living there. And I mean, I listened mm -hmm. to it. It's a really good song. Um, you Actually, one just dropped today, uh, which obviously we're recording and this is going to post next week, but um, today is March 25th and you just dropped Cold Day in Tucson, which mm -hmm. is a good one as well. So kind of walk us through the inspiration of this project and like... What inspired you to write about these certain cities and these lyrics? Yeah, so, uh, you know, when I'm look, looking through my catalog, I'm trying to find themes and stuff, and I'm trying to find um, just a thread that can be woven through a project. And I noticed that um, I had like three or four songs with city titles in them. And I was like, that's interesting. Maybe there's something there. And then I was, I was like listening to, or I was watching Hulu. And there was an ad, because Hulu sucks and makes you watch ads. And, uh, and I was watching this ad, and in the ad it said, A Tale of Two Cities. And I know that's a Charles Dickens novel. And it was like the same day I was going through my catalog. And, and looking at the city song and I was like there was like two or three city songs that I was like golly I effing love these and uh so it was like the same day and it was like a tale of two cities and as a songwriter you're always trying to like flip things on their head like a good example is um uh my last record there's this song called I love you but the hook is I hate that I love you so as a songwriter you're always trying to like flip something on its head. So, you know, I heard A Tale of Two Cities and I was thinking A Tale of Seven Cities or I actually I first I started with A Tale of Six Cities first because I thought that um sounded good, but I wrote seven songs. So I was like, well, we're just going to make it A Tale of Seven Cities. And that's kind of how the idea came from it, but Dude, some of this is just so rant, you know, like, it's like, you don't really plan a lot of this. It's like, you see what you write. Like, you, I don't sit down and I'm like, here's the idea of my project. I sit down and I try to write what I like that day. And then I try to make, on the out, you know, at, at the, on the back end of that, I try to just make it all make sense. If that make, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when, when you have 350 songs, you can... You can do. You can kind of do that. That's yeah, I mean. yeah. I mean, they're not all. They're not all winners, but you know, you you kind of 
you get to the point where it's like I, I feel like when you've been writing for a couple years, like you don't write bad songs anymore. It's just you don't always write winners. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where, when you, I first you, started, I was writing trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most people do. That's funny. Were, yeah, were dude, you writing sure. before you moved to Nashville? I was, man. I was writing by myself. I was. I so my wife had introduced uh, Zach Brown band to me, and I was writing uh, on my. I was a personal trainer for a couple years, and I was writing on my lunch breaks, and uh, just by myself, man. I actually still have those songs in on like my cell phone, dude. They're so bad. Like I, I, I wouldn't share them. I would literally wouldn't share them with you. I wouldn't share them with anybody. But it was like you know you just gotta you gotta start somewhere absolutely yeah. it's a part of the yeah. process man for sure but yeah are you on the road at all right now are you touring or playing on it this year so i'm i'm looking to get back out this summer um but i haven't i haven't much man i've been doing some like private events and stuff like that but i'm looking to get back like actually get back out this summer and uh I'm looking forward to that, man. It's it's been, I mean, I I've, I've played some in the past couple of years, but it's like, yeah, dude, it, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like it's it's hard. It's it's really hard because monetarily it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense for like a year and a half, two years to tour. Yeah, it's expensive. Just with it, it it's expensive, but it was like it didn't make sense because you couldn't even fit the amount of people you needed you needed to fit in the in the room to make money you know yeah oh yeah absolutely with all the restrictions and everything too. yeah that was a wild time it was Gosh. and then it and then it went away in like a week yeah yeah i feel like it, <laughs> i feel like it hasn't been talked about at all yeah it's like, like oh well now it's over i guess and i was all like, of a sudden yeah dude, oh my god dude that's so funny because i was I just this is like i know we're going down a little tangent here and i don't want to like piss anybody off but um, oh, I'd love to piss someone <laughs> off. I even Googled it the other day, like COVID cases in Ohio, and it was zero. And I was like, how did we go from like thousands and thousands just like a month and a half ago to zero reported cases in Ohio? I'm like, this yeah, is I wild. Bro, anyway. who knows? <laughs> who freaking knows? I'm like, this is, and, and who was it? My brother or my wife maybe was like, you don't even hear about it on the news anymore or anything. Like you don't see any art. No one's arguing about it on social media. Nobody's really talking about it. I know. I mean, dude, nice. Isn't that wild? <laughs> it, dude, it is nice. It is nice. It's like, oh, we're over it. Okay, let's yeah. let's move on. It's going to be something on. else soon though. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. For They're sure. going to be arguing soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, we finally had some peace like on social media and like between friend groups and like family members of opposing, you know, opinions. It's I like, know. Man, this is like 2019. <laughs> it's like taking me back. It's nostalgic. It's taking me back. I'm like, geez. But yeah. Yeah, hopefully you hit, hit the road though, man, this year or coming up soon. We'd love to get out to a show and, you know. Yeah, dude. Guy, so hopefully you'll be up in the the tri-state area. I uh, for sure, man. <laughs> I for sure will. Cool, man. But yeah, that's awesome. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and just on streaming platforms and all that good stuff? Yeah. So on social media, it's just at Raleigh Keegan on everything, and uh, and on streaming platforms, just look up Raleigh Keegan, and you'll see me. I I look like a uh, white male, about <laughs> six foot four and uh brown hair and you'll you'll see me right there there we go 
Awesome. <laughs> well, Riley, thanks so much, man, for coming on and taking the time to chat with us. We truly appreciate it, man. It's been really yeah, fun man. getting to chat about everything, so we, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, anytime. We can't wait to catch back up with you when things uh, kind of get back to the normal when you're on the road and stuff. So thanks again, man. Chris, you got anything yeah. else? Uh, I think we're good, man. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks, thanks for tuning boys. in. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, all of our listeners, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Go check Riley out on social media and all his music. It is phenomenal. You guys will not be disappointed. And as always, until next time, keep it country and take care of each other.